Welcome in to the Victory Sports Podcast. I am your host, Preston Victory. Hope you guys had an amazing weekend. Lots of uh, fun action from the NFL. Not as much from college. Uh, We had the Army-Navy game. One of my personal favorite games to watch during the year. It's always fun to watch um, the uniqueness of um, both of their offenses. And uh, it's just, I mean, the the aesthetic of the game and just I don't know it's it's such a passionate fun uh rivalry game to watch and then how the teams come together at the end and are you know are able to shake hands and you know at the end of the day they are fighting for the same goal which is to keep our country safe so you know big thank you to them and all that they do for us and just an incredible game to watch but um I want to primarily focus on the NFL um only one underdog has won outright so far uh this is of course before the monday night game i've got the rams plus two now it's plus two and a half against the cardinals i think that they win this game outright so i think they will become the second team but um a lot of favorites uh winning outright not all of them covering um a pretty tough beat for uh browns betters who had them at minus two and a half or minus three Ravens uh, with that backdoor cover there. Uh, Chiefs just obliterating the Raiders once again. Did not see that one coming. Uh, Vikings taking care of business. Tried their very best to blow it at the end because they wouldn't be the Minnesota Vikings if they didn't uh, make the game come down to the last minute. Um, In large part because of Chase Claypool's stupidity for being all about himself and worrying about his uh, first down uh like little dance or whatever it was just like pointing the first down i definitely think that costs his team in that spot but a great weekend uh i want to give my thoughts on i want to focus on on the bills here so the bills obviously with a tough uh overtime loss to the buccaneers uh that pass interference it wasn't called pass interference but at the end of the game the bills were driving uh to score the potential winning touchdown against the Buccaneers, but Josh Allen dropped back to pass, and he threw it to Stephon Diggs, and it very easily could have been a pass interference call. Um, I always am appreciative of the refs not getting involved in the outcome of the games, but I definitely thought they were a little inconsistent with uh, not calling that and then giving Mike Evans the the call, the pass interference call in overtime. I'd like to see a little bit more consistency there. Again, we are dealing with humans, and so, you know, there's naturally going to be human error, but I, th- I thought the, the Bills, you could definitely say that they, they didn't get the benefit of the doubt from the officials, and that definitely went against them. And now they are holding on for dear life to the last spot in the playoffs. They are one of, let's see, one of five teams that are seven and six at the moment and luckily they have the tiebreaker over most of them so they're in the seventh seat the colts um has like like has the tiebreaker over all of them at the moment they're at seven and six the bills are at seven and six and then you got the cleveland browns cincinnati Bengals, and then the denver broncos all at seven and six so it's going to be interesting to see which of those teams end up prevailing um, very tight race here as we enter, enter the final stretch of the NFL regular season. I uh, cannot wait to see that. And um, I think at this point, I would have to go with Buffalo, 
and Cincinnati as my two playoff teams who get those last two spots. Um, I just I don't trust I don't trust Carson Wentz. That's I I've made my opinion known about him. I, I made the comparison between him and Ryan Tannehill. Uh, I don't know if it was last week or a couple weeks ago, but I, I don't think there's much of a difference between those two. They both need great running games and. Um, the Colts have got the Patriots coming up. I think they end up losing that. Then they've got the Cardinals. Um, so I think that I think I could see them splitting those those games, um, going one on one. And then they finish with the uh, the uh, Raiders and the Jaguars. So I think they end up winning those last two games. Um, but in general, I, I they're about you know a 10, 10 and seven team. If they're able to get to that, it's possible. But I, def- I would definitely favor Buffalo, who has been a huge disappointment this year. They've got a pretty easy schedule to end the regular season as well. They've got the Panthers, Patriots, Falcons, and Jets. I think they easily win three of those four. Um, I also I do think that they uh, win a close one at New England. Uh, not this week, but next week. I think that uh, revenge is definitely going to be on their mind, and I think the Bills find a way to sneak in. The Bengals, a um, little bit of a tougher road ahead of them, but I think that you know they take care. If they take a huge step towards making the playoffs uh, when they play Denver this upcoming week. I think they take care of business there, and then you got the Ravens, Chiefs, and the Browns. And I think you know you split the uh, the Baltimore and Kansas City game. Like one of like you win one of those, you lose the other, and then. They beat Cleveland on the last regular season game to claim the last spot in the playoffs. I think that that is what is going to happen there. Uh, Broncos, I think they're a little, a little bit fraudulent. Uh, quarterback play is just not very good. And then um, the Browns, I mean, they obviously got the win against the Ravens, but I, I think that they got a little lucky, to be honest. Um, you know, they've done this before. Like, you know, like the offense will look really good in spurts. But it's just it's just not consistent. I mean, they were holding on for dear life at the end. The Ravens were came storming back, um, not even led by Lamar Jackson. Uh, Tyler Huntley led the comeback for the Ravens. Lamar was injured in the game and did not return. And so I just I, I don't trust this Cleveland Cleveland team on a week to week basis. They've got the Raiders next week, where I think that they win. But then you've got the Packers, the Steelers and the Bengals. Those last three games, not looking good for them. Packers are in the race for a number one seed. Uh, Pittsburgh's going to keep fighting. This is likely uh, Big Ben's last go-round in the NFL, so I think that they're going to continue to play hard uh, regardless of what their playoff status is. And then the Bengals, I think it comes down to that's a must-win for them, and I just simply trust the Bengals more because I think they're a more talented, polished, complete football team compared to the Browns. And then... Let's look over at the NFC. So despite having a pretty bad loss this week, the Washington football team still has the last spot in the playoffs. They are, again, in a five... Uh, it's a five-way tie for the final playoff spot. And it's between the Vikings, the Eagles, the Falcons, and the Saints. Um, I would take them over all these teams. Um, I, I think the Eagles are... I think the Eagles have a chance to um, potentially surpass them. 
They played the Washington football team twice in the final four weeks of the regular season. So I think that's that. Well, that's obviously going to be the uh, determinant on who ends up winning that race right there. Um, the Vikings, looking at their schedule real quick, uh, they've got the Rams, the Packers, and the Bears twice. Um, I think that they don't like beat either the Rams or the Packers because the Packers are going to have revenge on their mind after beating the Vikings um, earlier in the regular season. So I just I don't trust Minnesota late in games. Um, they play up or down to their competition. I just don't think that's a good quality for a team to have. And then, I mean, the Falcons, Saints, I mean, come on. These are two not good teams. Um, Saints are basically done after losing uh, Jameis Winston as their starting quarterback. And the Falcons just, I mean, I, I just I don't trust them. They're, again, really inconsistent. They play the 49ers next week. And then um, they got the Lions, Bills, and Saints to end the rest of their season. I just they're way too inconsistent on a week-to-week basis, and I don't think that they're going to end up getting in. So I think it basically comes down to Washington and the Eagles. Um, basically, they're going to be playing each other um, twice in three weeks, I believe, and that will determine who the last playoff spot goes to. I think it's an exciting race to watch. Um, it'll be interesting, though, to see who the quarterback is for Washington. Again, assuming that uh, Heineke is healthy, I would go with him. Um, he's inconsistent at this point. I mean, I, I definitely realize that, and I don't think he's a long-term NFL starting quarterback. However, I think he has proven at this point he is a more than capable backup quarterback that can step in and play um he could step up in, in certain spots, and I think he's able to do that against the Eagles, um, who also are you know dealing with a little bit of inconsistency at the quarterback position. Um, do you go with Gardner Minshew or Jalen Hurts? I believe um, I believe that they said that they're going to be going with Jalen Hurts um, after he returns from injury, which I mean doesn't surprise me. He's you know he's led him this far at, for the most part at this point in the season. Um, you don't want to overreact too much to just one game by uh, Gardner Minshew, especially since it's against the Jets. I mean, so, you know, you can't take that game too seriously. But I do think it's an interesting discussion of um, what Gardner Minshew, like, he deserves a shot at being a starter in this league. I think he's proven at this point that, you know, he... New Zealand's probably a below-average uh, starter in this league, like average to below-average, um, you know, because he he's had, he's had some great games. Um, back when he was on the Jaguars, he had a three-touchdown game against the Titans. And, um, you know, he, he, there's something there. I think there's absolutely something there. I think, I don't know, maybe if you're Cleveland, um, who's going to be looking, I think, if they're not, if Cleveland's not considering looking at uh, getting a quarterback this offseason, I, I can't help them. Um, I think looking at somebody like Gardner Minshew would be a like, potentially good idea. The Indianapolis Colts, as much as I wouldn't like that as a Titans fan, I think he'd be a great fit there. Good running game with Jonathan Taylor. I think Gardner would flourish under that system. Uh, I was going to say the Broncos, another great fit. I think there are plenty of teams out there that could use his services, and he would definitely be an upgrade over those current quarterback situations. Pittsburgh looking for a quarterback. Um, Houston's looking for a quarterback. I don't think he would do very well there just because 
while he is a good quarterback, I think he needs certain pieces around him to be successful. And so the teams that I just kind of mentioned, I think those are, if if you're him, you want to try and get to those destinations. And I think that's where he has the potential to be most successful because um, unless the Eagles just flat out move on from Jalen Hurts, I don't think um, the Eagles situation is the best for him. And that's why I would try to go to the Colts um, or, or the Browns or like or the Broncos. One of those three, I think, would be the best fit for him. Um, other noteworthy news regarding the NFL. Just looking here of any other games that stuck out to me. Ooh. So in, in the Giants-Chargers game, did you guys see the throw from Justin Herbert? It was... Um, let me see who he threw it to. He threw this uh, ridiculous touchdown to Jalen Guyton. Yes, yeah, so he like he was getting like he was getting Jalen or sorry Justin Herbert was getting sacked, falling to the ground, and just launches a missile like across the middle field, like probably one of the greatest throws or the greatest throw I've ever seen a quarterback make, and threw it on the money to to Jalen Guyton and it was like a I forget like yeah 59 yard touchdown pass so the Chargers appear to be figuring themselves out under um, their new coach and it's been it's taken them a little bit of time it's been bumpy at times some inconsistency there but I'm liking how this team is coming into form like later in the season Um, their defense is not great at stopping the run Uh, that's definitely an area for concern especially when it comes to uh, some playoff football but um, Herbert's looking a little bit more consistent now. He went through this stretch where, um, I mean, Tua was starting to outplay Justin Herbert for a brief period of time. But um, he definitely showed why he is um, should be considered considered better than Tua, and not just. I mean, he should be considered a top ten quarterback. I think, um, just given the flash that we saw from not just this week, but at certain points in the season. As long as he's able to be a little bit more consistent, I think he should have no problem being a top 10 or even top 5 NFL quarterback for many years to come. And then um, a really fun game to watch. Um, John Mullen, who's been on Victory Sports, bet a couple of times. Like, he bet the over on uh, the Bears and and Packers game. I believe it was, like, set at, like, only 43 and he like he, he texted uh, easiest over of my life, and I mean, <laughs> no kidding. I think, yeah, I think in the second quarter alone, just one quarter that he uh, surpassed the over. So that was an, a really exciting game to watch. It was cool to see Justin Fields go head to head with Aaron Rodgers. Um, I wish I, I I could look forward to seeing that for many years to come. Unfortunately, Rodgers is likely gonna exit Green Bay after this season. We still don't know, but we'll uh, we'll talk about that when that time comes. But um, I thought Justin Fields looked like really good for the most part. Um, he started pressing as the game went on because he felt the need to keep up with Aaron Rodgers, and unfortunately, he's just not quite there yet as a passer. Uh, he's got a lot to learn, um, a lot to learn before he gets anywhere near that level that Aaron Rodgers is at, and. Um, and I think I think he's got a pretty good chance. I mean, you know, the mobility's there. Um, I think you just you know you got to hit the film room and you know study a lot and understand what the defenses are trying to do. 
Um, like Patrick Mahomes, I know he said I think it was, I think it was like only, it was like only this year or last year that he said he really started to understand NFL defenses, and I mean the NFL's taught hard. It's a hard league to figure out. I mean, just being a quarterback, trying to understand what these defenses are trying to do and where, uh, like where to put, like how do you put your receivers in the best spots to beat that defense so you can make um, those throws and then like executing it as well. You know, because sometimes the the only way to beat a certain defense is to make a ridiculous throw where nobody else can get it but your receiver. I mean, that's what you always are trying to do. Um, and it's a process. Um, Fields has definitely been inconsistent this year, and it, it's it's kind of looked ugly at times. But um, I, I think I think people are being a little bit uh, are rushing to um, downing him as a quarterback. Him not potentially being the answer in Chicago. But I mean, you know, Peyton Manning I think broke the rookie. Uh, yeah, he had the most interceptions for a rookie in NFL history. Um, Tom Brady didn't even play as a rookie, so like two of the all-time great quarterbacks didn't have very great first years at all. Patrick Mahomes didn't really play. I think yeah, he played. He played in that one regular season game, or he started that one regular season game at the end of the year when uh, the Chiefs had already locked off, like locked up a playoff spot. But um, I, I mean, just the flashes that I saw from Sunday. I think, you know, if I'm a Bears fan, despite losing that game, I'm extremely optimistic with the future that, uh, about the future that Justin Fields brings to the organization, and I think in the next couple of years that the Bears could potentially overtake the division uh, from the Packers and, you know, have a stranglehold on it for many years to come, because, I mean, you look at the other teams in the division, you've got um, Kirk Cousin, who... Kirk Cousins, who cannot play well in a primetime game. Um, the Detroit Lions, who are the Detroit Lions for a reason. Uh, they don't have a quarterback. Decent running game. I, I don't think that they're um, going to be any large threat for, like, essentially ever. But So I think, you know, they're a ways off from being relevant as a legitimate contender for the division. And then, I mean, you saw what the Packers looked like without Aaron Rodgers. They look terrible. They scored. They scored at seven points. Jordan Love has not shown that he is capable of being a starter yet. Um, the jury's still out on him. Don't want to judge him too harshly after one game, but I mean, the Packers like don't appear to be in a great spot at the moment with after like post Aaron Rodgers' life. So I think the Bears, you know, two or three years from now, are in the best spot to just you know overtake it and you know potentially rule the division for many years to come um a big concern that i have is is if they're going to fire matt Nagy this offseason i think that they should you got to get the right coach for justin fields because the best way to ruin a young quarterback's uh future in the nfl is to mix and match him with coaches it is hard to learn an nfl system master it, and then also try to apply it in beating these defenses. And Justin Fields, as I mentioned, he's still trying to learn the NFL defenses. He does not need to learn a brand new offense from scratch. That's just going to take up more time, and that's less time he can focus on um, understanding the defenses and learning how to beat them. So I think that the Bears should fire Matt Nagy. Um, I do think that's the right call. However, I would be... You know, I would urge caution and, 
you know, you've got it. This is you got to get this hire right. Like this hire, if they fire Matt Nagy, has got to be a home run. Because if it's not, then the Bears are gonna they're gonna be the Bears, like like what we've um, come accustomed to knowing over the past um, five ten years. And you know, very inconsistent football team, and just you know, is never able to get it right. So if they get the right coach this offseason, I think you know it's a smart decision to move on from Nagy. The Bears are going to be the, the the NFC North champions for many years to come, and they potentially be a Super Bowl contender as well. So big offseason for the Bears. I think you know this is good experience for Fields. Um, but if I'm the owner in the front office, you've got to be looking at which candidates. Um, will bring out the best in Justin Fields and then also, you know, have somebody that's able to bring that defense to what it once was because you still have got Khalil Mack. You know, that's, you know, all-time defensive talent right there. The pieces are definitely in place for the Bears to take over. But, uh, yes, I believe that is all I have regarding this NFL week. Uh, the one seats um, are turning into an interesting race. I'll talk about... Those are a little bit more next week. Um, three-way tie in the AFC right now between the Patriots, Titans, and the Chiefs. Uh, Patriots are looking like they're going to be able to hold on, on to that at the moment. Um, the Titans have got two tough games coming up against the, uh, the Steelers and the 49ers, and then playing a white-hot Miami team, um, and then they finish up with Houston. So I think that they find a way to probably split those games um, realistically. Uh, Chiefs, you know, they're getting hot at the right time. So they play the Chargers, the Steelers, the Bengals, and the Broncos. All of those teams are hunt are in the hunt right now for the playoffs. So they probably split them or are three and one. So I like the Patriots at this point to hold on to the number one seed, and um, the Cardinals, Packers, and Buccaneers are in the race for the number one seed of the NFC. Um, or after tonight, I think Green Bay is going to be the one seed because. Uh, they beat Arizona like a couple weeks ago, or if it was probably a little over a month ago now. The Cardinals, I think, lose tonight to the Rams. And the Buccaneers, uh, I, I, I don't think that they're... Yeah, look at their schedule. Their schedule's pretty easy going forward, so they definitely have a chance at it. Um, the biggest thing is, is like as long as Green Bay doesn't lose another game. But anyway, that's all I've got for uh, this week. I hope you guys have an amazing week. It's my last week of graduate school. I've got a presentation later today on the um, business valuation that I've been doing. So that will be a lot of fun. And then I've just got a final exam to do that's due sometime. I think it's like due like this weekend, but I'm going to knock it out this. I think I'm going to yeah, knock it out on Thursday. And then I'm going to go see Spider-Man No Way Home. So I look forward to that. Uh, I encourage you guys to go watch that if you haven't gotten into the Marvel series. Really just, I mean, just mind-blowing. So I look forward to that. I'm excited. Christmas is almost here. Hope you guys have a great rest of your week. My name is Preston Victory, and this is the Victory Sports Podcast.